Welcome back, everybody. Um, last week, I couldn't stop binging in a really, really great show on Netflix. And uh, I'm so excited that uh, now I get a chance to speak to one of the people who are on it, um, whose performance I truly enjoyed as well. So the show that I'm speaking about is Warrior Nun. And uh, yeah, benvenuti, uh, Silvia Di Fanti. Grazie. <laughs> ben trovato. Yeah, I uh, my my Italian is is very very tiny. It uh, comes from the uh, part uh, of my life when I actually visited Italy a few times. So being in a new place, uh, I love languages. So I picked up you know as much as I could uh, during that short visit. So you'll you'll probably hear most of it during this uh, conversation. <laughs> Wonderful. So I really really enjoyed the show, and I I want to ask you a lot of questions about it. But before we get there, um, you know, in doing my prep on you, I noticed that uh, your master's degree, your thesis. For your master's degree was in chaos theory which of course i had to stop my research on you and i had to research what chaos theory was so i want to begin with a thanks because i've spent uh, about an hour kind of going through the different articles and playing with chaos theory so i feel a lot smarter now uh thanks to you so amazing. isn't it amazing i mean it's it's amazing and what i found even more interesting after that is that you know when we look at uh possibly random events that have some things in common between them is when I went back to your background and I saw that, again, you were born in Montreal, uh, Montreal, sorry, uh, and then uh, you you went to uh, Hong Kong and then you finally came back to, uh, to Italy. Uh, you and I were in Italy for the first time, first time for you and first time for me on exactly the same year. It would be even funnier if it was exactly the same month. So, <laughs> I was I was immigrant uh, immigrating from uh, from Ukraine, so I was on my way through Austria, then Italy, on the way to the United States, and I was there in 1989, which is the year that uh, you came there as well. So wow. do you remember? It's, it was September for me. I I knew I knew that it had to be September because that's exactly when I was there as well. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> so there's, there's a lot uh, to the chaos uh, theory. And now we just found in all of that randomness, we found that there is some logic behind that. Yeah. So we were, we were there, uh, Austria, it was August. And then we, um, uh, the part of August, then we came uh, to Italy in September. We stayed in September. And then September 13th, we flew to the United States. So, yeah. Uh, we intersected within the same, you know, very large and love, uh, uh, loving country <laughs> for a bit of time when we were both uh, kids. That's very, very cool. Very, very cool. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, were your nun? You know, my uh, my kids, uh, you know, kept on uh, kept on watching me watch it, and they're like, "What is this show? This looks interesting." So uh, I'm not sure if it's exactly for my 11 year old, but my 16 year old is definitely going to enjoy it. So. Yes. Um, how did that project come about for you before I uh, dive into the uh, to the you know questions about it? Well, I'm I'm a very lucky actress. I have a wonderful manager, <laughs> Stacy Stacy Castro, and uh, she sent me this uh, this audition, and um, I really loved the material. And I I was on a on a show, so mm -hmm. I was poor, uh, but I found a way to you know, to self tape. And uh, it went immediately well. It was very, the process then from the addition to the show was very quick. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had to organize my whole life around it. <laughs> and I, I literally flew uh, 10 times in a week for the first week of shooting because I, I was touring with my play. And I, was, I had my show in Venice and in Udine. So I went up and down from, from Malaga. To, it, was, it was complicated. Um, but for the rest of it, a miracle happened. I mean, it everything was perfectly matching for the timing. Like I finished the the play and I started the whole second part of the episodes that I were in. So it worked perfectly well, uh, and it's not common in our job. So yeah. I, I think it was a sort of yeah destiny. Um, yeah. So that's how I I approached. The, the edition the first time. That's wonderful. And uh, thank you, Stacy. We appreciate that. And uh, if you're watching, hello. Um, 
in in terms of the uh, the location again it it seemed at least the outside shots uh, seemed to be in rome was it shot in rome or uh, what was the location for the show it was the the whole show was shot in andalusia oh the okay. south of spain yep yeah so not but exactly I, I, there are of course there are but there are of course similarities i mean it right. could have been shot in the in the south actually in the south of italy for some of the the similarities in architecture yeah. and uh i mean it was a great luck to be there for everything the artistic surroundings all the settings were so inspiring because they were all true <laughs> so yeah. it it really and it really helped to be there also in the weekends so <laughs> Oh, well, that's that's nice. And uh, it's really beautiful. Again, a lot of the shots are just uh, gorgeous in terms of the architecture, in terms of the nature around it. It was really, really pretty. Uh, made me want to go back uh, to Europe. And I haven't, we were supposed to go to Europe uh, during the summer of this year. Of course, we didn't. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, we'll, we'll look forward to hopefully all of this um, ending. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, coming there next year, because uh, I want to show yeah, we've showed a bit of Europe uh, to my uh, to my eldest, uh, who is a 16-year-old uh, girl. Uh, but you know, my youngest hasn't seen you know most of it. So we want to go back and uh, and show him and uh, her new you know, places that we haven't been to yet. So yes. really, kind of you know, knock on wood, uh, we get there. Uh, we get there next year. That would be nice. Yeah. Uh, yes. So that's... and we'll see each other in Rome. <laughs> Maybe crossing <laughs> like. Hey, we, we check and do some uh, mathematical calculations and see what the uh, what the ability and the probability of it uh, is. But it's it's interesting. Uh, I I loved Italy, right? As a 14 year old kid, kind of going through, and I was, you know, I've never been anywhere before. Uh, so you know, I've uh, I've traveled to some places within the former Soviet Union when I was a kid, and then all of a sudden, you you know, it's a two hour flight, and you land in Austria, and it could have been in the future for all I knew because it was so different from everything that I've seen to the point where my dad and I, it took us a little while to figure out how to wash our hands because it was all automated and there were no, you know, nothing to uh, nothing to twist. We couldn't figure it out. We we're like, what is going on? So <laughs> my mom literally cried when she went to a small convenience store in Austria, in Vienna, because they had everything and they were so used to, you know, they're 52 years old when they, uh, when they were immigrating, they spent, you know, most of their lives standing in lines for stuff that was barely or not available at all. And now you can walk into any store and have everything available. My mom literally cried. So that was her experience. Uh, so for me, everything was kind of wide open and uh, you know eyes open and then going to Italy and seeing Rome. And then we went to Venice, uh, you know, my mom and I, because we wanted to see it before we kind of uh, go on to the next step in the U US. We, uh, we traveled around, we went to, um, uh san marino uh, and kind of just the uh, as much as we could take in we did and i always you know will have kind of that love of uh, italy just for that and then i went back with my wife uh, uh you know many years later so and you'll yeah. come back this this summer i i, I hope so i hope so i, I really really enjoyed the uh, room um okay so back to the show um what i love about the show is that it's uh it's uh, and again, we're, we're kind of talking fantasy, but it's realistic in a way that it doesn't take an easy way and an easy path to anything. Uh, it's not like, you know, uh, Elba has her powers. Sure, let's go fight. You know, let's, let's do it. It's no, I want to live my life. I, I want to, you know, experience things that I haven't had a chance to experience. It's a realistic way of looking at it. And then the show, everything that you're set up to believe uh, is one way, it goes the other way. I'm not going to give anything away, but I really enjoyed not knowing what's going to happen and being surprised with the things that I thought it was going towards and it didn't. So I love that part of it. Uh, um, you know, did you find in reading that I, again, you know, you, they could have given you the whole thing or they could have given you, you know, one at a time. So were you looking at kind of one episode at a time and you didn't know where it was going or you knew the whole thing? Well, uh, first of all, I agree with what you said. I think there's an anti-narrative way of, of telling the story, which is mm -hmm. really interesting. And it's anti-heroic, mm -hmm. like she doesn't want to play the hero. And uh, um, I think that all characters have mm, are complex in 
they are not um, stereotypes. Yeah. Uh, they all have um, aspects that come out moment after moment. And uh, for me, for for Mother Superior and for my character, it was the same. I mean, I literally didn't know stuff that was going to happen. And first of all, because, for example, the last two episodes were revised going on. Uh, I mean, I can't be sure, but talking with, with some of the writers, uh, I understood that, of course, you get to know an actor, an actress, you get to know better the character, how it can be intertwined with with a story and between them. So, of course, it's it's the fact that there has been this open process in writing really also help the developing of the of, of the story of the single characters yeah. um so yes I, I i agree with you i think that uh, also in some critics that i read uh some of them were really good some of them were doubtful uh yeah. but i think that the doubts especially came from the fact that it went beyond and uh, di it diversed on some expectations um yeah. which i think is cool <laughs> I absolutely I couldn't agree more I I never want to watch a show in which I know exactly what's going to happen before it happens and then it happens it's just it's anticlimactic and not interesting I, I I want to be taken on a ride and because I'm an actor because I'm a writer because you know I, I want to be just a fan I, I don't want all of the other parts of my brain to be uh you know constantly working and with the show you know everything was disconnected I was just enjoying the ride it was great <laughs> thank you you're very welcome. But from an acting perspective, right? So thankfully, you didn't know some of the things and it allowed you to discover, you know, them as the character because the character that you play, Mother Superior, um, there's a lot of depth uh, to her and there are layers and there are things that you kind of get to play with as an actor um, and, you know, show certain things and then show that there is a lot underneath that. So it's, it's, uh, it's an interesting role to play. Did you find that as such? I love to play it. It's, um, I mean, this, the sides of the audition were already, gave me already a lot of indications. Mm -hmm. uh, because you could, the first feeling that I had is that I was like, okay, so she has a whole story and a lot going on, but mm -hmm. she needs to contain for the role that she has. So she has to be the master and she has to be very uh fixed and uh effortless in her you know she doesn't even have to show her power she's just powerful mm -hmm. and uh so that means that emotions can be tricky mm -hmm. and uh the less you show the more you can control and um so i worked on a very mm, contained level like I, I try to to keep everything and just to 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 let it out when it wanted to to go out so without without really without really deciding when um and i could understand that being having that story i i just i decided that was a choice that there was um uh what i call a primeval wound <laughs> Um, and actually then I discovered that there was, there was, well, I knew about the scar, so I knew there was something. Yeah. And so I, um, yeah, I, I, I decided to have that wound always there tickling. Mm -hmm. So always there ready to, to show the vulnerable parts of the character. Um, in some context, and um, and then of course relating with the others, you you describe a lot. I mean, you can take all the decisions that you want, but then you have another human being yep. in front of you, and um, and so in that case, I really uh, I usually do when I'm lucky, and I am lucky in this case to find very good partners. Um, I rely a lot on the others, like I I listen and I. I try to understand what happens to me and, and and then I react. So there was a lot of decided before, but I mean, this was a very lucky case for me. Uh, it's when um, all the alchemies, you know, alchemics work together and you're 
your instinct mm -hmm. uh, works with, uh, with, with the writing and with the directors, mm -hmm. which is good as well. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so it, it, was, it, was, it was very beautiful to, yeah. to, to imagine, yeah, to work on, on those kinds of uh, ancient wounds. Yeah. Um, now you mentioned you knew about the scar because again, one is uh, is very uh, evident uh, from the beginning. Did you know about both scars uh, going in, or uh, just the uh, both wounds, you know, going in, or just uh, the first one, without giving anything away to people who haven't watched it? The first one at the beginning. Because um, again, um, to me, as now as an actor, it's interesting because <clears throat> in all of the dynamics, right, and uh, with the Elvis character. Now, um, there are there are many things that are underneath, again, not wanting to give anything away to those people who haven't watched it. But at what point did you find out kind of the whole story? And so, oh, well, that's another reason why, you know, uh, Mother Superior was acting a certain way towards her as opposed to something else. At the very, <laughs> let me say, at the very beginning, like I think the third or fourth time, uh, fourth, fourth day of, of, of shooting, Mm -hmm. uh the 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 scene where uh i have a crack yeah so it's very beginning uh mm -hmm. and i was already working on on the fact that there was this kind of jealousy and like like something that wasn't yeah working and of course it was some of 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 um of the reasons were related to the fact that she wasn't a believer so she was already yeah. um, threatening my system of belief, uh, of, of trust, of what I built. So that already was enough <laughs> to work on. But then, of course, there was a moment where, you know, the writer came, came in and said, because, you know, by the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that well, was. I don't know how, when, why. Right, that was that was really interesting. And you mentioned, um, you know, uh, her being powerful and contained. You knew it's like, and as, as a viewer, I kept waiting, <clears throat> I kept waiting. And I thankfully we were rewarded at the end because you keep waiting, I was like, she knows how to handle herself. There's going to be a fight. We know there's going to be a fight. When is the fight coming? And then finally it came, I was like, yes, good, I like it. And then they made it interesting because, oh, well, it's not just fighting, there's something else to that and who she's fighting and the relationship between that. There was a whole lot of, you know, kind of delicious things to uh, to really enjoy. I, I was uh, I was very, very happy with that. Uh, with yes, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, to pray the writers to write more fights. <laughs> um, they asked me, so how do you want to fight? And I was like, wow, like, I can decide. I can jump, <laughs> but then, of course, we we went on the character direction and right effortless fight. Yeah. Now, do you have uh, <clears throat> again? I know you spend a lot of time in the theater, so uh, you know maybe stage fighting is kind of a, a part of uh, of the education and something that you had to do. But do you have a, a background in any kind of martial arts or fighting that you were able to utilize, or was choreography? No, it was choreography. I mean, I I, I had. I did a lot of sports in the past, and I, I but I'm mainly a tennis player, so <laughs> not really. But I did, I did, I did box for three years, kickbox, okay. box. Mm -hmm. But it was, it was, you know, year, yeah. years ago, years ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, mm -hmm. I am, I can say that I, I, I am, tendentially trained. Uh, but of course, I, uh, I had the whole session with amazing stunts and. <laughs> <laughs> and you know substitutes and for you know second teams it, it was of course a lot of you know, work yeah yeah no it was it was really really well done um and uh again uh, by the way i'm a tennis player as well so there's another you know little thing uh, between um in uh and italian open is happening right now and there's going to be a final in the next what a few hours that we're going to be able to see uh, you know djokovic versus uh, schwartzman so you know, I'm excited about that because I'm I'm watching it. I have Tennis Channel Plus and Tennis Channel and ESPN. I'm, I'm loaded up all around just so I could watch as much tennis as I as I possibly can. Um, 
and we finally have people in the stands. And I, I'm so, so happy to, uh, to see it because in the United States, you know, baseball is happening and so is football and they pump in the crowd noise. So there is that cognitive dissonance going on because there is no crowd, but you hear the crowd noise. And it, it's just, it works, but it feels odd. And to, you know, in tennis, there is no crowd noise. They're not pumping anything in. And to yeah. finally see the crowd, like, great. Yes. Great. Just watch the U.S. Open with nobody in the stands except for, you know, physio and, uh, and coaches. And finally, you have some people who are cheering. It's, you know, yeah, as a tennis player, are quite in control right now, but we still have to pay a lot of attention because yeah. it's been really dramatic. So, but, but things are going there. I mean, um, really people, I mean, people that I know and the places where I go, they all pay a lot of attention. They all care a lot. So it's good. Yeah. Cause Italy was hit uh, very hard. And there was a, there was a period of time that was, uh, that was for us kind of watching from the outside and, you know, we got hit uh, extremely hard ourselves, but uh, you got hit before. And kind of watching what was happening in Italy, uh, you know, a lot of it was uh, was difficult to watch, and a lot of it was heartwarming because you had, you know, so many people who were just uh, going, uh, you know, on their balconies and singing to each other. So we loved uh, watching that. That was a kind of a a lifting up moment for everybody. And uh, you know, God bless Italy for uh, for doing that. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> Uh, going going back to the show, uh, and I know we're we're gonna take tangents uh, in and out anyway. But going back to the show, you you use a cane, so um, you know there are different uh, actors that do different things. You know, some if they have to, <clears throat> if they have some sort of a the character has some sort of an injury or they have a limp, uh, some can do a physical thing like put something in your shoe. Some uh, not to forget and to kind of change that. Uh, others just, you know, play and imagine and uh, and kind of do that. You had a cane to rely on. So what was your process to make sure that you kind of, uh, you know, integrate that uh, without, you know, throwing off your whole body, uh, you know, mechanics? Well, I decided that I didn't want to limp. I didn't want to be... Well, first of all, there, there's a secret. I, 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 <laughs> um, I do have um, you know, a, a tutor uh, that I uh, often use. On uh, so it's like I used to have a wound there, so it was easy to just uh, um, overlap my biography. Um, so I just uh, walked with a cane mm -hmm. slowly. Uh, I decided it was uh, a tool of power and not a weakness, yeah. so it was helping my walk, uh, not underlying the uh, weakness. Mm -hmm. That's how I live personally. Diseases, as to say, so I, I think they're always a tool of knowledge. So, uh, and then you know, I didn't. I, it, I didn't really know what happened. I guess it wasn't a fight. I, I yeah. decided it wasn't a fight. But then I was like, yeah, but maybe things can change. And I don't want to. And luckily, because then it it became the it became mm -hmm. the my my weapon. Yep. So it was perfect. Yeah. From from the viewer perspective, because, again, you see a person with a cane, but they're not limping. So you're, you know, immediately you have that question in the back of your mind. OK, you know, what is that? And then you see it being used as a weapon and you're like, OK, that makes sense. So it was it was it's it, again another thing that adds to making the show interesting because it's not, you know, two dimensional. It's really kind of adds all sorts of things there. I have to tell you this, sorry, sorry, because it, there was also another thing that when, when I was a, a child and I started dance, classic dance in, in, uh, in Hong Kong, mm -hmm. I was in a very, very prestigious school, uh, mm -hmm. like the British School of Dance, like it was like a huge institution. Mm -hmm. uh, Hong Kong was a British colony at the time. Uh, mm -hmm. I was like four years old and my teacher was, uh, she, she was a kind of an icon for me. She was all dressed in black, mm. never wearing a tutu, never wearing anything uh, as you know, as a dance um, 
Divisa, uh, gym suit, always mm -hmm. in black with a long skirt, and she had the um, the cane to um, just to to rhythm to use it as a tum 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 tum. And I I thought in all these I asked myself in all these years if she really needed it or it was just something that she used. So I, that helped me as well. That was a, like a, um, a memory that really helped me because I was like, I mean, let's create an ambiguity there. Yeah, that's very cool. Uh, and again, it's like, you know, where do actors come up with these things? Well, it could be from personal experience. It could be from people, you know, but what I find, uh, you know, in my own life and I find with people who I've talked to, there are things that happen to us during childhood and all throughout our lives that not only shape who we are, but then it gives us a huge, beautiful toolbox that we can go in and use all of these things in order to add uh, color to the character anytime we encounter an opportunity. So it was very, very cool. Yeah, love that. Um, and again, you know, having a 16-year-old daughter, um, it, it's all of the concepts and what's happening in the world, um, the whole and having a wife who's a you know chief financial officer for a company, so I kind of you know uh, I've known her since uh, since we were kids, and then we got married. So we've been together. We've been married for almost 21 years, but I've known her longer. So kind of seeing uh, a a girl become a woman, become a powerful woman. So I I've grown up with that in a way, and then seeing the shows that are coming out now that are finally reflecting the uh not just the physical uh you know beauty of a woman that is more stereotypically you know displayed in our uh, in our industry but the uh, intricate uh, power and uh everything that comes with it so the whole idea of women empowerment finally we're getting a chance to see that on screen i love that and the show is all about women empowerment i loved uh, every part of it so to me it was Another uh, reason to continue watching. We have to thank the runner for this, Simon Barry. Simon Barry, it's perfect. a huge uh, woman fan. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Thank you, Simon. If you're watching, it's it was a really really good thing to see. Um, and it, it, another reason why I want my daughter to watch it because it just reinforces the uh, the idea that you can be uh, strong and you can be you know feminine and you can be uh, vulnerable and all of this is what makes you you and I I was very very happy to see it. Yes, and I also think that the um, the theme of, of of bonding and sisterhood is yeah. really important because again it's not just one hero or heroine it's it's like a team. And uh, what what you can succeed in t in a team, and with so the importance of relations, the importance of, of of connecting. I think that is really really you need you need to find um, alliances. Yeah, um, that's true because um, you know stereotypically speaking, you saw a lot of things on screen where it was woman against woman, and it was the kind of uh, some people are talking behind somebody's back and setting somebody up as opposed to, you know, what we should be aspiring to, which is working together and uh, finding the strengths in our differences and uh, having somebody who's really powerful, you know, woman and, you know, finding that vulnerability uh, within and showing the full picture. Uh, because, you know, what I love about my wife is I, I, I see her, you know, being the, uh, the CFO of a company and I see that strength and I see the respect and I see everything that it takes to get there and the work ethic that it takes to get there. Uh, but then I see the vulnerability. And to me, that's, you know, uh, I, I appreciate that a lot uh, more than just seeing a one dimensional, you know, uh, perception of somebody. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the fact is this, you can absolutely, uh, not absolutely, it's not easy, but let's mm. say there are women in power. The point is, if they um, interiorize the male gaze or the female gaze, because the point is power is not just power. Power is how you interpret it. So there was a very important feminine, Italian feminist, Carla Lonzi, which, who says in the 70s, she says um, that it's not about arriving, it's not just about arriving at a 
point of power, but how you can transform how you live and act on that power and through that power. Uh, and that's absolutely something that is, um, it, it, I mean, it's, 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 it's a struggle. It's a struggle still because sure. the systems are still yeah. based on, on, uh, on a male system. You know what I mean? It's, it's so. Yeah. It's true. Fortunately, there are more female directors. There are more projects that are, you know, female-driven in terms of female writers. In terms of <clears throat> having a cast uh, that has a different uh, energy to it. So, you know, everything is is a pendulum, right? So you have, you know, swinging all the way to one side, then swing all the way to other, and then finally find kind of that balance. So uh, I'm seeing more and more of the good signs because it shouldn't be one way or another. Uh, the beautiful part and the shows that I truly enjoy are the shows that are showing the society the way that it is. And they're showing uh, all colors, all genders, all uh, you know types of uh, people. I want to see that because, uh, and especially when it shows um, things that we can strive to, which is acceptance and love and understanding of, of each other, that is where we need to go as a society, as opposed to just showing the, uh, you know, the, uh, the things that people like to watch uh, on, on TV and what's usually displayed on the news in the United States, which is all sorts of chaos, is, you know, this person murdered, this person murdered, this, you know, many people uh, died from this disease. It's, it's erasing everything to, uh, to a power where it's not allowing us to grow, but it's fear-based. So I want to watch the shows that are allowing the society to kind of move forward in a positive manner, as opposed to just the negative. Yeah, you know, I mean, hit you over the head. Right. Yeah. So it's uh, it was a really really good show. It sets so many things up for season two. I love that. Do we know anything uh, in terms of season two? Has uh, Netflix picked it up? Uh, we we don't know yet. Yeah. The, 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 yeah. I mean, there was a. So there's some release on that warrior warrior non season two it's happening on Instagram yes. the newspaper, but you know, yeah. Once again, we'll just keep our fingers crossed, <laughs> right? But uh, I I loved it. And there are many many areas to explore in in season two. They set things up. They turned everything at its head. I I really really liked it and. Um, you know, tonight, right? So this this past night, as I was dreaming, uh, again, my brain is actively thinking of you know what we're going to be talking about. So in my dream, it kind of interpreted everything and kind of put things in place with uh, you know person uh, with uh, with a halo uh, and like the whole mix. And when I woke up, uh, you know, with the alarm for my dream, I was still very much in that mode. <laughs> so it was it was really really interesting. Speaking of the halo, and uh, okay, um, again, not giving anything away, but the way that they've set things up, you keep on wondering whether that's a real halo and whether it really came from an angel or it came from another realm altogether. So I love that uh, aspect. Um, um, without giving anything away, that uh, that any of that kind of permeate with uh, through the writing process? Uh, did they? raise uh, anything from uh, from just within the actors themselves i don't know okay. i really i mean what what because um again uh, the last two episodes were were given to us yeah late in in the process so uh it was like a, a huge surprise so i don't know if it was already in the head uh or i i, I mean I must say, I think it was in a way, but 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 uh, I really don't know. I really don't know. That's yeah. a question for the writers. <laughs> yeah. uh, the writers or anybody who's familiar, please comment below. We'd like to we'd like to learn more. But even just you know, looking at the construction of the uh, of the circular device, we're going to call it that. Uh, looking at the construction, looking kind of at the intricate uh, design of it. You know, there is the uh, way that a celestial material would look like, and then there is a way where a non-celestial material would look like, no matter the shape or the uh, the glow behind it. So, if from the very first kind of uh, you know episode, I thought, 
is is it coming from one place or another? They keep calling it Halo, but I have a different feeling about it altogether. So it's uh, hopefully it's something that uh, they get a chance to explore and play with in uh, in season two and beyond. I'm sure they will. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so that that covers kind of the warrior and nun part. But I wanted to learn more about you as an actress because you've done a lot of theater and you've worked all over Europe. Um, but I want to go back uh, for a second before that. So I know where you studied, and you studied in France, you studied in Italy, and you you were doing kind of uh, acting as a part of your study when you weren't studying chaos theory or you know uh, uh, complex identity. Um, when did you know that acting was your uh, fit and uh, something that you want to do for the rest of your life? I was. It was when I, when I was in, in Paris during the Erasmus program. Um, I started this atelier at the university, at Sorbonne University, and mm -hmm. because I, it was like my my autonomous independent year, and I wanted to explore, and so I always had this quite uh, open <laughs> openness. It's, it's, it's me. <laughs> it's my personality. So I said, yeah, I, I wanted to do actually comic and brilliant stuff. Uh, and so I remember the first time I went on stage, I was, um, as, as, as an actress student, acting student and not as a dancer, um, mm -hmm. I, 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 I improvised, uh, so it was an improvisation basically based on, uh, two people that lived together in an apartment. So the, the, um, uh, the plot was this: you get you get into the room and you discover that there's uh, another person living there now. Okay. And I I I just got in the room and I, I and I started to smell onions, like. And 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 when I was doing that, people started laughing, and I was like, it was and 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 they told me afterwards it was like, it, it was brilliant because you didn't yeah. talk at all. And uh, for me, it was normal, first of all, because I was learning French. So it wasn't like, okay, I'm going to speak French. But mm. actually, yeah, after then I, I saw all the other improvisations and, and I could see that thing, like people w were immediately talking. And mm. I just took the time to, to find a place. Uh, I never, ever did anything before that. And so the teacher asked me, he said, did you act before? I said, no. And she said, that was a brilliant choice. And so, uh, but it wasn't, it was a game for me. Like it was, I was just, I was just playing in, in the real sense playing. And, uh, and then I went on stage in front of a real audience uh, in Paris uh, with a poem, mm. uh, Rainer Maria Rilke poem, a beautiful poem. And uh, w when I went off the stage and there was applause, I, I, I felt like this fire and the adrenaline and I was so excited. And, and worried because then I understood that that was my future. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I came back to Rome and I called my amazing actor friends. Uh, I was very close to, to, to um, uh, Pier Francesco Fabina at the time. He's a very, you know, he just won the Coppa Volpi Venezia and uh, he was already a working actor and he told me, okay, just stop, don't go to any schools. I, I'll tell you, you know, the teachers, American teachers that come here that you have to follow. So I immediately started with 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 a good foot, mm, talking about the training, talking about my my education and acting. Um, so American English teachers, all kind of methods, and I immediately started working in a company, on in, in theater. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so I threw myself in it while I was studying. I mean, I slowed down that part a little bit, um, but I, you know, I just went. And uh, and you know, I also had some results at the beginning. So you know, I auditioned and I got the roles. So I was mm -hmm. in my 20s. <laughs> uh, so I mean, I and then you always have doubts, of course. But my um, I think that first part was very I, I was very lucky in finding the right persons, the right people that told me, you know, what path I could have gone through. Yeah, no, that's it's really important, and uh, you did make a brilliant choice. Uh, I, I, I was, I was listening to him like that's perfect. That's what you should be doing. You should find yourself in the place before you do anything else. Um, 
And so you continued the, you said, you know, lots of methods. Now, what, what method or which approach uh, have you found uh, since then uh, with a lot of theater work and a lot of work on screen? What do you find that works best for you? Wow, this is a very difficult question. <laughs> right. What, what, what I, so uh, in terms of simplicity, I, I would say that I am an emotional actress, mm -hmm. but I also have a lot of technique. Right. Um, so I've studied, I studied actor studio methods, Stanislavski Strasberg mm -hmm. at the very beginning. Then I worked a lot with Peter Clough, who was the prior um, Gildo School director. And uh, we worked on Shakespeare, on Pinter, uh, and I already found there there were in things were said differently, exercises were different. Some were the same, like the repetition, Meisner, the were like the approach was the same. But then, um, what happens is then when you when you work, so there is the study part, and then when you work, you have to um, synthesize and uh, find a way to compromise between what the director is asking. Uh, so I must say that among my trainers, I have to mention all the directors, females and female and, and, and men directors that I worked with, because then you learn a lot while you're doing and you adjust your, your method, let's say that. So, and then it depends on, on what you're doing, on, on what, what writer, uh, you're you're approaching uh what are you putting on stage so um for example in one of the last plays i've done cloud nine carol churchill's play uh, masterpiece um i played three characters and in, in in the second act i played betty and uh the director georgina Pich, who's also my best friend she uh she said okay now i want you you know the end of the play you get in with your bass Mm -hmm. And you sing this Guns of Brixton. <laughs> and I am this very, very uh, elegant, bourgeois woman uh, in her 60s with this huge wig and the, the Mar Margaret Thatcher wig. And I come in with a bit, I mean, it's crazy, it's surreal. So um, completely un unrealistic. So that's the best part because you get to be to do something that is completely crazy and you really have to believe in what you do very much so yeah i'm in a park playing bass guns and bricks and in my high heels and my margaret Thatcher wig and uh, it's so much fun um so I, i'm saying this that because it's not that i don't want to answer about a method but i really um there are a lot of connections what i can say is that your instrument has to be open so relaxation, absolutely the, the fundamentals. So yeah. basics and fundamentals are relaxation, uh, chair or your, whatever you want to do with it. I do chair normally. Uh, sometimes I don't have time, I do something else. But um, going back to that always and, and uh, allowing your instrument to be inspired by your partners what you have around the writing the dreams as you said before it's mm -hmm. a, that's a very very important you know unconsciously things happen starts start happening it's a process mm -hmm. you're not always lucky you can't always have that time uh always less let's say talking about the stage especially um so it it, it depends on obviously on what you do but i've been very lucky and uh, I really worked with very traditional directors in Italy, Commedia dell'arte, body and pump stillness, and very important voice in, in the you know method, and uh, just. Um, but it's amazing how things then get together. I studied Lecoq. I mean, the whole yeah. body is really, really, really important. Really, <clears throat> I, I, I agree. Yeah, um, I was all in my head, right? I'm highly analytical, so everything was filtered through here, and the body was almost disconnected in a way. And not until I started, you know, kind of taking more and more classes that forced you 
into you know being uh, in the eyes of the other person being affected and then all of you being affected not just your emotions but you know what is your body feeling i, I want to go away right now or i want to come closer and I'm, I'm i'm interested like not until that got integrated in me did i get to my next level as as an actor and understood it because before everything was here and it's that's not a good way to go and i really was it's unhappy very with common, though i mean it's 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 very common to go in the thoughts. It's it's very common. I mean, mm -hmm. I've been acting for, I won't say, <laughs> but my age is everywhere. But I still I still play this this you know, mm -hmm. woman that doesn't want to say to tell her age. <laughs> but I've been acting for a long time, and uh, still I always have to check that. Always mm -hmm. have to check that, especially when you're you're approaching a material that is not so close to you. And uh, I've been, I've been, I can't say a lot, but I've been auditioning for for a, for a historical character, and that's always very very difficult because you get you get you want to be that person, but yeah. we are not. But we, I mean, you can do a lot of imitation work, uh, but you need a lot of time. And sometimes when you have an audition, you don't have that time because yeah. that takes a lot of time. So you just go with your guts. You just go. You say, okay, well, what does she give me? What, what in the in the few material that you have on her? You know, what, what do you see? You see a look. You see something. You see an energy, and you and you try to find that in yourself. I mean, uh, but it's always it's, it's a very interesting. Historical characters are always very very interesting. Yeah, um, haven't had a chance to play any yet. Um, so I, I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, I the first thing that I would be looking towards is the energy. You know, you know, how am I connecting to that energy? Because once I connect to the energy, then everything else kind of flows from there. Uh, you know, energy for me is is a big, a big component. Well, I've also been practicing like a, like a crazy woman and and, and uh, everywhere the the accent. But <laughs> yeah, um, what what do you find again in terms of the accent? And I know you speak at least three languages that I've uh, that I've read about. But in terms of the accent, uh, you know, Michael Caine. Uh, in in his book says be careful with accents because uh, it takes you know whatever percentage of your brain uh, in a scene that instead of being fully present in the scene your brain is uh, functioning to make sure that you're properly pronouncing things so it takes away from your performance um, you know I'm Russian speaking so I found that when I am doing any kind of accents and I love accents I want to do accent for every role but uh, anytime I'm doing accents unless I am really fluid with the accent, there is a part of the brain that's clocking it. So have you found uh, any, any techniques that work well for you to do the accent and still be fully present? I'm thinking. <laughs> well, I, on, on, on Italian, I can do a perfect Roman accent because I'm from Rome, so that's easy. That's comes, that's, that's, yeah. comes like that. If I have to do an accent for Naples, I have to study a little bit. I had a character. I mean, I've done an audition once, and then they they didn't get me for the role that that I was auditioning for. But they said, "But can you do an an, an accent from Naples?" And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> yeah. And uh, but then I decided that I was go. I, it was a decision. I was going to deliver the accent only in 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 few words. Uh -huh. uh, I didn't care if that was realistic or unrealistic. I and and luckily the character came out like. A very high-class woman that sometimes had these lips, mm -hmm. which was okay. So uh, it, I, I made it work, <laughs> but yeah. that was a little bit of a trick. Uh, it was a trick. Mm. In, in this case, in this last case, I mean, because I'm fresh of it, it's just last days. Um, I was lucky because I worked on this accent before, mm -hmm. so I. I I had a little bit of uh, closeness, and uh, but it's completely true. So when I started thinking, I was like, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to speak how I feel. And okay. of course, what happened is that, luckily, in in, in a rage scene, the accent mm. came a lot out. Yeah. And then, of course, it was more controlled. But what Michael said said it absolutely michael kane said is absolutely true uh so what i try to do is that if i don't have enough time i don't try to push on that too much 
And I just hope that if I'm auditioning, they can see that I potentially able to do that. Yeah. But I don't try to be perfect. No, that, yeah. that makes me think it. Because and perfection is, 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 doesn't exist. Yeah, uh, that's true. That's true. As long as I think I've given up on the whole perfection, as long as, um, uh, well, I have other issues to work out because when I look at myself on screen, I start thinking about my nose being too big. But um, what, uh, what I... I never huh? look at Never. You Are never you look at Mother Superior, and she's you know I'm without makeup, I'm 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 with a scar, I'm I look older, I hope. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. But it's not makeup. That's because I I I literally I literally uh, it's a huge exercise, a huge one. I literally gave up vanity. Hmm. Which is the first enemy yeah. <laughs> of acting, yeah. and I am not able to do that. At all. And that was the first thing that when I when I saw the, the the show, that was the first thing I I I noticed. Like I was like released because I was like, wow, okay, I'm I'm really don't because of course I found myself and like, oh, oh my god, oh. Yeah. In some moments, I mean, I really didn't like me as as a, as a, you know from a beauty perspective, yeah. but that makes happy because i was like i don't i don't care yeah. because it just you know it, it's working and and that's 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 yeah. a lot of people's and actors and actresses enemy but in my case i must say i really have to check that out a lot because the eyes from the outside are like mm, no no yep yep uh so the only notes, by the way you don't have a big nose. <laughs> I, it's in some like you know, right? In some scenes where I, where I'm looking at a different shots, like oh, that's that's a big big nose. Or when I'm you know laughing, then I notice that uh, I have a gummy smile, uh, and I, I immediately start thinking, okay, well, I need to work on how I can relearn how to properly smile without showing all of my gums, and then all of that stuff uh, goes out the window. But as basically what i what i look for uh is does it seem truthful do i believe uh, do i buy myself as that character and as long as i do that then i'm okay everything else i kind of i feel let go of and um of course. you know yeah few times it happens other times I, I don't know uh so i may not be the best judge of my own performance but i think all of us uh, actors probably have the same problem of course yeah absolutely um so I um, I want to ask you a few more questions, and then uh, we're we're gonna wrap up. Now, um, working on on projects, and uh, again, I obviously am I'm familiar with uh, what's happening in the United States, and I am very uh, unfamiliar with what's happening in Europe. But working on different projects, um, which project that you have done that you will always remember that was kind of your favorite and for these specific reasons, which one was it for you? <laughs> mm, well, the, the television speaking, of course, Warrior Nun, of course, mm -hmm. uh, on all levels, all levels. Yeah. Like how, it's also important how you feel doing something. Mm -hmm. And I always felt a great atmosphere and uh, a lot of complicity uh, on set. I mean, it really, so that, that is really important. Uh, you could feel it was just, you know, a great, great thing going on. Yeah. And um, I mentioned it before, Cloud9, I think, uh, yeah. that play, because it's, first of all, it's an amazing play and uh the writing is sublime and uh and i learned how to play the bass very basic but um i love to sing so each time that i have the chance to sing on 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 a on a show and a performance it's it's uh it's a great gift for me yep so and then it also it's also the first uh important play of my company uh mm -hmm. so the first time we went on a big tour um mm -hmm. so it's it's it also has a lot of 
uh, ethical and moral meaning for me. Uh, but I'm, again, if I think about it, I'm really lucky. Like there are a lot of of uh, of things that I've done that I that have been really, really mm, worth and uh, and important for my for my profession. That's wonderful. Oh, you have you have a dog. What kind of a dog? No, it's it's actually uh, in, in the building in front. Oh. Like it's <laughs> it's amazing. It's more than hundred meters, and you can hear that. I'm sorry. No, listen. I, I I have a dog downstairs, so uh, I'm I'm surprised that we didn't hear him uh, during this uh, during this conversation. So, uh, yeah. Um, if uh, and again, not mentioning the role that you're auditioning for right now because that's none of our business. Uh, but in terms of you know, is there a project that you're seeing on screen, whether it's TV or film, that you uh, think, oh, God, I would be perfect for that. I wish. I was uh, I was uh, cast in it, or I wish you know as it continues, I would be uh, cast in it. Is there a project like that for you? A lot. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I, I love everything that Ryan Murphy does. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I would not do anything. <laughs> so I think Ryan, the roles yeah, that he plays are, are really amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, there there are a lot that I love. I, I loved Ozark. I I I, I mean, it's it's very specific talking about where it's it's shots, but you never know. A European woman can, you know, European businesswoman can come from abroad. And uh, um, talking about the series, and then of course there are a lot of directors that I really love and uh, that have different aesthetics among them. But I really uh, a lot, a lot of them. I mean, I, I love, I love Michel Gondry, and then I love uh, Denise, Denise Villeneuve. There are a lot of Canadian that I, 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 Canadians that I like. But I mean, what can I say? There's so much talent out there. Uh, so I am interested in very different roles. So I, um, again, it's, it's. I have to be ecumenic in this answer. Again, I I I thought about that question for myself, so I I can pinpoint a few things, but <clears throat> absolutely, it's it's a, it's a wide open spectrum because there are so many things that I enjoy that I would love to be a part of. Absolutely. Yeah, and then you learn, and then you really there's all, all everything is is a is a lesson, so it's uh... right. Yep. And have you had a chance uh, again, kind of looking at IMDb, but have you had a chance to shoot in the U.S. or Canada? No, not yet. Okay, well, uh, Stacy, if uh, if you're still uh, listening, you know, let's uh, let's see if we can get Ryan Murphy uh, on the phone and uh, and get some <laughs> some roles uh, for Celia. Perfect. Yeah, um, she's working on it. <laughs> good. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, all right. Last uh, last question for you. If uh, if you had a chance to go back in time, and we're not going to mention how many years that would be, but uh, to speak to uh, to a young um actress uh, who just started uh you know yourself and uh give yourself one piece of acting advice what would that advice be mm, advice about what i didn't do uh just advice uh from your your perspective right now on acting something that you would give to a younger version of yourself that would help you along the way Never ever threaten your life saying, if I don't achieve this in this time, I'll stop acting. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Never. Always give yourself the chance. Yeah. Always. This is very, very important because I did that a lot. I was always, it, it's good to challenge yourself uh, mm -hmm. to say, I want to do this and I want to do that. And, you know, but sometimes I used to, to to trick myself in that and say, you know, uh, uh, oh, in, in the next two years, I want to be the lead in this uh, uh, Paolo Sorrentino's movie or you know, something. And, uh, and, you know, and, then, and then you cross paths, you know, with, with these people. And it's actually more interesting than what you dreamt about or, uh, or, or what you thought the achievement was. Mm -hmm. So each time you think something has to happen otherwise, uh, you're telling yourself that uh, your love 
for this job is not everlasting and it has to be yeah that's great advice um really really good it's like, it's uh, like loving someone and you you, you know you, yeah. you love someone so much and then you say do you want to get married no because you know maybe in two years we're going to divorce maybe right. that happens but <laughs> but you when you yeah. love someone you just want to stay with that person you know yeah you, you have to go in uh, fully and um you know no offense to anybody who's done this but i could never understand now living with somebody first uh, on a kind of a trial basis before you uh you decide that you want to be with that person and get married you know my perspective was always if you love the person if you want to be with them take the take the plunge right uh, if it doesn't work out it, it's not going to work out but you can go halfway because halfway you're always looking for reasons to get out and that's not a good uh you know mental state to be in as you're trying to uh, to get in the relationship you know yes. my wife and i got married young and people were thinking what the hell are you doing and it was like well you know i found the one i want to be with uh, with her she wants to be with me and uh you know knock on wood she hasn't thrown me out yet uh got got close a few times with all of my acting endeavors but so far so good <laughs> yep. um well, grazie mille uh, for uh, for coming on. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I appreciate it, and uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> and uh, thanks to everybody for tuning in into another episode of uh, the Love of Acting. We know you love acting as much as we do, and that's why we do this for you. Thank you. Thank you.